Are you looking for ways to attract and retain private pay clients? Thryzer is a payment platform for therapists built to help clients automatically tap into their out-of-network benefits and save on therapy up front. Check out our special link, join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist, and use the code modern therapists to activate $2,500 in free payments with Thryzer. Therapy notes, the number one trusted EHR among mental health professionals just keeps getting better and better. With legendary customer support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're giving you all the tools you need to succeed, whether you're a solo clinician or a group practice. Try them free for two months using promo code MODERN today. This episode of the Modern Therapist Survival Guide is brought to you by Kurt and Katie at Therapy Reimagined. Wow, that sounds like us. (laughs) Are we actually sponsoring this podcast? Yes, we are. Yes, yes, we are. During overwhelming or uncertain times like this, it can be especially helpful to seek supervision or consultation. When you can't get out of your own panic or concrete thinking, we'd like to be your thinking partner. But we know that money is uncertain, so we're offering our 50-minute hour at half price. That's right. A consultation with Kurt or me while we're stuck in quarantine for only $100. Listen at the end of the episode for more information. You're listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide, where therapists live, breathe, and practice as human beings. To support you as a whole person and a therapist, here are your hosts, Kurt Widhelm and Katie Vernoy. Welcome back, Modern Therapists. This is the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. I'm Kurt Widhelm with Katie Vernoy, and we address all kinds of things on this podcast that deal with therapists, and whether it's part of your practices, whether it's stuff to do with your clients, things in general to the profession. Occasionally, we end up talking about the ways that we communicate with our clients. And while many people are aware that we need to be HIPAA compliant, we're not always exactly sure what that means. So (laughs) today, we are joined by Jared Bolin. He's a technical accounts manager at Hushmail, and he's here to talk about secure communications with clients and HIPAA and all that kind of stuff. So thanks for joining us, Jared. Yeah, happy to be here. We're glad to have you. We're excited to have a new partnership with Hushmail. So thank you so much for being here. The first question that we ask of everyone is who are you and what are you putting out to the world? Yeah, so uh, my name is Jared Bolin. Uh, I'm a technical account manager with Hushmail, uh, as you said there. So what that means is I'm basically, I'm part of our sales team now, but most of my background is in technical support and customer care. That's actually where I started about three and a half years ago with Hushmail. So I am definitely a problem solver at heart. And you know I'm always trying to learn anything and everything I can about what interests me. And that's kind of the approach I take, whether it's with helping someone solve a problem with finding a way to communicate with their clients or technical issue, anything like that. That's kind of the approach I always take. I just want to soak up as much knowledge as I can and hopefully impart some of that back out. With a lot of therapists, and it's always great to have people from outside the therapy profession you hear on the podcast because therapists teaching therapists about things that are technical or about things that are really outside the scope of the training that we normally get sometimes leaves us a little bit lacking, maybe not the full (laughs) piece of information here, but from kind of the technical end of what you see, and especially where a lot of therapists do use your platform, what do you see that therapists often get wrong related to HIPAA and secure communication? 
Well, the biggest misconception I've run into when speaking with therapists, either whether they're calling in or at conferences, is that they're, they feel they're very limited in the methods of communication they can use. A lot of therapists don't realize that email is even an option at all because there's an, an assumption that it's kind of inherently insecure. Aside from that, there's so many different options now in terms of different telehealth platforms, secure messaging options. So it's really adapted in the past few years, the amount of technology that's out there. And, you know, that's kind of become even more important lately with the the current health situation. So if therapists are not aware, I think a lot of our our hashtag modern therapists have been using email, but if there, there can be HIPAA compliant email or that they can have secure communication besides face-to-face fax and calling on the phone, what do they need to learn? Because I think that there's also a lot of fear. And I think some people know, but also feel a little bit like they want to give up on trying to be HIPAA compliant and, and all of that because it feels daunting or inconvenient or something like that. So what do they need to absolutely know? and absolutely comply with? Yeah. So the general requirements from my understanding, and of course I will throw in the caveat that I'm not a lawyer, but um, (laughs) the, the big thing is even with regular email that can be used in a HIPAA compliant fashion. The key part of that though, is making sure you explain the risks of using that method to your clients. You get their consent to contact them in that way. And then you document that consent. So realistically, any sort of email communication can be HIPAA compliant if you're following those guidelines. But by using encryption, you kind of bypass that step with, you know, getting that consent, documenting that consent, explaining those risks, because it is inherently more secure. The other thing too is with therapy, especially you, you're dealing with a lot of very sensitive information. And while just a regular email may technically be HIPAA compliant, there's the ethical reasons too, where you want to make sure you're keeping that information safe because someone's email account may not be that secure, especially when it's just sitting there in sort of a plain text format. I think that's an interesting thing to consider, especially with, I think, currently we're in the middle of the pandemic, most people are locked down. And so we do have to kind of think about how we're communicating. And so I think I just to put context about when this is being recorded, but I I appreciate and I actually really like this discussion around, yes, you can kind of bypass having what would be, you know, kind of an inherently HIPAA compliant email platform, but there's this ethical aspect of the information and and how that confidentiality would be kept. And I just think about some of the clients that I've had in the past where they really felt like they needed to give me a lot of information in between sessions Mm -hmm. and how uncomfortable that made me feel and having a more secure platform would have been much better, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's definitely something that we see a lot of buy-in with therapists, especially in other areas of healthcare where there's still that HIPAA compliance need. You know, maybe someone doesn't care if someone finds out they have a dentist appointment on Friday for a filling, yeah. but if because of the sensitive nature of that relationship with a therapist, there's a lot of really personal, really private information there. And keeping that safe is not only from a HIPAA standpoint, very important, but again, just making sure that you're doing right by your your clients. You know, whenever these HIPAA conversations come up and through a lot of the legal and ethical teachings that I do, the question around, you know, who's a HIPAA covered entity usually comes up. And there's a lot of therapists out there, especially in private practices who don't bill insurance that 
don't meet those covered entity standards. But as Katie was talking about, there are still state laws, there are still ethics that come around still needing to communicate to the highest standards as as far as client privacy. And then this is where we get into you know, some of those technical words that are coming out of your your world a little bit more around things like, you know, the word encryption. So, you know, this might be kind of a softball question from your end, but what exactly for our listeners does encryption mean and what that means as far as how this communication is handled privately? Yeah, that's a great question. So encryption in a nutshell is, you know, you send information from one source to another, but in the process of sending that information or storing that information, the content itself is scrambled basically with a, a key. If someone was to intercept that or you know, be able to sort of listen in on that conversation as it were, they wouldn't be able to get any of the content of that message. You can think of it like essentially just you know, almost like putting a password on something that when it's sent out, you need something to unlock that content at the, at the other end. Why is that important? Well, with the amount of communication that's going on online now, and with the kind of the state of internet security, we're always hearing about, you know, different breaches. And it's it's really a tough thing to keep on top of from an internet security standpoint. So you never really know, you know, who might be trying to access, a, you know, a secure communication or, or, or something like that. So two of the key factors of that are encryption in transit. So that's sending something over a secure connection. So if someone's listening in on that connection, they can't access it. The other key thing is encryption at rest. So whether or not that content is encrypted when it's just stored sitting on a server, a key factor is honestly trying to find a way to use both. If something's sent over a secure connection, that's great. No one can kind of intercept that in the process. But if it's just sitting in plain text, you know, on the other end, if someone has access to maybe that person's email account or something like that, they'll be able to see that content. So the whole end-to-end aspect, that's something you'll hear a lot when it comes to encryption is whether it's end-to-end or in transit or at rest, having something that is encrypted the entire way from when you send it, sent over a secure connection, and then it's encrypted when it's stored as well, that's a really key consideration. Because it could get hacked is what you're saying. Like people could get hacked. Somebody could be trying to read emails or, or listen in on calls or any of those kinds of things. Like this is to protect the information while it's not in your brain or in your client's ear, for so, so to speak. Exactly. <laughs> Thryzer is a payment platform designed for out-of-network therapy. As a therapist, you would use Thryzer to charge clients for sessions and collect your full rate up front. From the client's perspective, Thryzer links to their health plan, so insurance claims are automatically submitted for them upon every charge. From there, Thryzer manages the claims end-to-end so that your clients don't have to worry about manually submitting super bills or getting on calls with insurance. The best part? Thryzer allows clients to only pay their co-insurance portion for sessions, while Thryzer covers the rest of your fee and waits for reimbursement on their behalf. They also offer you an instant benefits calculator for free, allowing you to provide upfront transparency to prospective clients on their out-of-network coverage. Therapists only pay a standard 3% credit card processing fee per session with no additional fees. 
Visit join.thrizer.com forward slash modern therapist to get started and use our promo code modern therapists to receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. So I, I use Hushmail as part of my practice and in just kind of the the hushmail format that I'm familiar with. There's the little button of send this as an encrypted message, and then the client's ends, then they have to put in their password to access whatever it is that I'm sending them. How do you respond to people that don't want to inconvenience their clients? And especially as clients forget passwords and this kind of stuff and being able to open up that end of the communication transit that you just discussed. How do you respond to those people that don't want to annoy their clients. I think a key factor in that is finding a solution that balances that security. So you're meeting all those requirements, whether it's legal or ethical, or just your own personal comfort level with sending this information out there. That also balances in the ease of use side of things. So finding something that is accessible for people. And honestly, from the conversations I've had with people who have been you know, recipients of encrypted mail through Hushmail or even other services, they really do value that their therapist is taking that extra step to secure their information in, I would say, 99% of the cases. Of course, it is, you know, anytime you're dealing with a password and with the, um, the number of different passwords that everyone has to have for every single account online right now, obviously adding one more into the fray can be a bit of a challenge. But Again, I feel like the recipient really tends to see the benefit of this more than I feel like a lot of therapists may initially give them credit for. When you have a a client or someone, because I'm I'm one of those people that I'm like, I definitely want my clinical information secured. But if I have to go in every time to check an email, I have to put in a password and it's like, see you at 10, like, I think I'm going to lose it. So are there options <laughs> to not have every email be encrypted in that way or to, to have have it password protected? Absolutely, yeah. So you, with Hushmail, you can choose on each individual message you send whether you want that to be encrypted or not. Okay. Because, yeah, exactly. If it's something that doesn't contain any protected health information, you know, if you're, if you're doing an office supply order or something, then yeah, that doesn't need to be <laughs> encrypted. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Staples will appreciate you not encrypting that message when you send that off to them. And yeah, for something like that, you can use the encryption there whenever you need it. uh, Mm -hmm. But it's not something that has to be always on. Perfect. Perfect. That's a lot easier because I'm just thinking like as a client from if my therapist started sending me because she doesn't email me, but like if she were starting to send me in every single email about like, hey, I need to change my appointment time. Like if every single email was totally encrypted, I think I would lose it. So having that flexibility is really nice. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. When people are transitioning over, you know, the listeners who might be sitting here being like, well, you know, I'm still using one of those free accounts from someplace else and considering making the switch over to a HIPAA compliant office. What kind of steps do you recommend as far as considerations that people need to make either in initially setting up their office and doing this or making the transition over now as we're all having a a lot more renewed focus on ensuring client confidentiality? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like when you're putting together that communication strategy, whether it's, you know, right now during the current time where you may not be able to see someone face to face or just ongoing, 
I feel like one of the key things is just having different options available. And so one of the things I've learned from years of customer service experience is that everyone has their own preferred method of communication. And if you can stick to that medium as best you can, then you're more likely to engage with that person and have a more positive experience. You know, a lot of times people will specify what channel they want to use. And I've heard from a lot of therapists, they get, you know, text messages from their clients all the time. And they essentially, when they do that, they just want to throw their phone in a river and you know, forget it ever happened because they don't want to deal with potentially having that information in an insecure way. The key thing is just, you know, deciding what methods you're going to support, document your policies and procedures around that. So just having a framework as to when you want to send an encrypted email or when it's acceptable to send a, a text message or a phone call and document that and then just do a risk assessment for that too. And that's, a, an, again, another HIPAA requirements too, is just making sure you know the risks involved, you know, all the potential situations that could happen with that and just document that somewhere because not only does that help you fine tune your processes, but it's also going to be a requirement that if you ever get audited or anything like that, you're going to want to have that documentation there saying, hey, these are the tools I used. This is the steps they take to protect that information. And this is why and when I use them. And that really goes a long way. What are the types of risks you're talking about that you would want to be assessing for? With that, it's just sort of the general security of a specific method. There's actually some great resources. HHS has some sort of sample assessments on their website. Risk assessment is really a key factor, especially from a technical standpoint. It's something that, you know, we're always doing from a service provider side of things. And it's just making sure that whether it's a physical safeguard, so making sure you lock your computer when you leave your desk, to knowing where that information is being stored and, and how that's being stored, whether it's encrypted or not. So it's, yeah, physical access, the safeguards there you're using for the actual data, and then just sort of administrative policies as well. So again, when it's acceptable to use certain methods of communication, what the risk would be if you were to say, send a non-encrypted email to someone that had their protected health information in it, what could the potential fallout for that be? So those are some examples. We'll include some information on that from the HHS website in our show notes. You can find those at mtsgpodcast.com. You know, a lot of the efforts that we put in here with the work that Katie and I do is around government advocacy. And one of the things that I always kind of see from a distance and don't have really a whole lot of the technical expertise to weigh in on is some of these bills that go through Congress about creating backdoors into all of these encrypted sort of communications and I'm sure that Hushmail watches these way closer than we ever do. <laughs> <laughs> what is the really scary part of this when it comes to therapists? And if these bills do pass and become part of law that therapists should be concerned about and maybe pay more attention to? Anytime you have a, a backdoor into an encrypted service, you're essentially removing any security component that could be there. A great analogy for it is you can have the most high-tech lock in the world on your front door, but if you leave a key under your doormat, you're really not any more secure as you would be just leaving it unlocked. Sure. Basically, because I'm, I'm not following any of this stuff, so now I'm like, oh, no. So therapists should be terrified if these things go through. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> 
It's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I don't want to definitely cause any any sort of widespread panic here, but <laughs> it's something to be aware of as these laws are, are coming into place and changing because at the moment that you can get a backdoor into any encrypted service, then really as good as the intentions are for that, because there's definitely a lot of valid cases to be made where you know that can be really useful for even for saving lives. But once you have that backdoor, it really becomes a lot harder to enforce who has access to that and what they're using it for. So, you know, they can have the best intentions in the world for this, but by doing that, you're really undermining the security of the entire system. That may be some advocacy we need to do, Kurt, huh? Should we figure out how we can advocate against that? <laughs> well, and I think, you know, this is really where there's so many things that go on in the world that just doesn't seem to be part of the things that we think about, you know, we see, you know, things advertised, you know, this is HIPAA compliant, this has encrypted communications. And we don't look at things like the tech sector and legislation that gets passed around them in any sort of way, because, oh, that doesn't seem related to mental health, at least in a direct sort of way. And so when we end up out there communicating with our clients and touting, you know, you know, I'm HIPAA compliant, you know, that might be HIPAA compliant, five years ago, but if the legislation has changed in the meantime, that so much stuff with tech changes so much faster than it does with therapy, that we really do need to keep an eye and keep pressure on our government leaders to know that we are maintaining the highest standards that we can and protecting our clients' health information in that way. Absolutely. And it can be a lot to keep on top of. Like you were saying, you know, the tech world can change from one day to the next. You know, new advances in technology are coming out all the time and it can be a lot to try to keep a handle on. But I feel like there there is a bit of an obligation there to at least just think about how this could affect your your clients at the end of the day. Because of course, you know, as as therapists, the key concern there is for your clients' well being. And like you were saying, well a lot of this may not be directly related, it can have some pretty far-reaching consequences. Not only does Therapy Notes combine billing, scheduling, notes, secure messaging, group telehealth, and more into one streamlined platform, they're also always adding new features and forms to their library. So no matter your specialty, Therapy Notes has you covered. Learn more at therapynotes.com and use promo code MODERN for two months free. The thing I really like about what you're saying, I like a lot of what you're saying, but the thing the, the thing that's really resonating with me in this conversation today is this idea about really looking at how do we best protect our clients in this situation. I know, you know, recently there's been discussion around, you know, relaxing the enforcement efforts of HIPAA. There's been discussion around, well, we're in a crisis and so we can kind of do what we want, but there's very simple ways to make sure that we're still managing at a very high level. And so I think that it's it's something where when people get to this place of looking for ways around it, whether it's, you know, kind of getting a form sign that says, sure, you can communicate with me in an unsecure way and here's the risk. Or if it's, let me just do a FaceTime real quick because it's easier and it's allowed now. I think to me, this idea of thinking about it from a client perspective and how we take care of people is really important. I guess the point I'm I'm really trying to make is that there's there's a thoughtfulness that goes into this process that a lot of therapists are feeling overwhelmed by and 
all of us are feeling the crisis. It's not just my clients in crisis. It's we're all in crisis. And I think people are going to a place of how do I just do this thing? And when you're talking about all of the things we need to keep on top of and all the things we need to pay attention to, companies like Hushmail, that's their job to make sure that they're continuing to listen and evolve. But the first part of the question is, what should therapists be aware of in this? And also, I guess, how is Hushmail responding in this moment-to-moment environment to make sure that, that your customers are actually still remaining in compliance and doing the things they need to do? Yeah, I think that's a, those are both great questions. You're absolutely right that right now, because of everything that's going on with the current health situation, that there are there is a lot of uncertainty as to how to deal with this, both yeah, as a therapist, as well as dealing with the uncertainty that your clients are feeling. And I think one of the key factors, because like you were mentioning there, is the they are, you know, relaxing those restrictions temporarily on things using things like, you know, like FaceTime or Skype even to to communicate. I feel like one of the key things to keep in mind, though, is how are you setting yourself up for the future once all of this is over? Because I think this is a really great opportunity that's coming out of this crisis to really take a step back and look at the the ways you have available to communicate with your clients and how you can maybe use some of this knowledge that you're picking up now going forward. So I think it is a good time to invest in, you know, a HIPAA compliant, like a telehealth service for video conferencing. So that way, once this ends, which hopefully is soon, and things kind of go back to normal, you're still able to have that channel to communicate with your clients, even though, you know, right now it may be a little more relaxed on the methods you can use So you can really set yourself up here for success going forward. And it's a good way to kind of take a step back and just look at the practices for your business and, you know, making sure that you are on side with all of these regulations once this does, once we do kind of come out of the woods on this. Yeah. I think just to reiterate my second question is is a lot of folks in hearing, like there's all of these things to pay attention to. And right now it may just feel less overwhelming to communicate however and and I agree uh-huh. with you I don't think we should communicate however both for your first point towards the beginning of this interview which was we have to think about our clients regardless of what the HIPAA compliance or the laws are there's the ethical and clinical requirements to really make sure that we're taking care of our clients in a in a good way and I think also because these requirements will not stay relaxed or or enforcement may not stay relaxed for very long and so you don't want to get into bad habits and this is a good time to put it together But when we're talking about how everything keeps changing and that kind of stuff, I feel like it can be pretty difficult to stay up to date. And so how is Hushmail doing that? How are they making sure that if somebody's a client of yours, that they're maintaining the standards that they need to maintain for their professional requirements? Yeah, so we're really focusing a lot on education right now. We've been really inundated with calls from new customers or people who have been using our service for years who are having to really make these big adjustments to how they're operating on a daily basis. So what we're trying to do is educate as much as we can. I did a webinar last week on switching to, you know, a virtual practice in a day because that's really the time frame that a lot of us mm-hmm. are working on right now. And, you know, we put up blog posts about what we have learned even at Hushmail from switching to working remotely, which a lot of people are now forced to do. And then 
I think another key component of that is just education on the the services that people have with their account that they may not know about. So obviously we're known most as a secure email provider, but we also have secure forms. So these are web forms you can build just using a like a drag and drop form builder. And anything that gets put in that form arrives as an encrypted email in your Hushmail account. And we've recently added on an electronic signatures component of that too. So people can sign a consent form for telehealth, for example, you know, from their own home, just by you sending them an encrypted email, they fill out the form, they sign it, you get it back as a PDF that you can then, you know, put that into your EHR. So you can have that on file. And I'll be doing another webinar to a lot of our existing customers on how to use these forms to, to get that information now in, you know, what is definitely a really challenging time when you may not be able to see your clients face to face. Hushmail has been around for 20 or so years at this point. How has it grown or how have you seen some of these changes already happen, not just in kind of the transition that everybody's making right now, but even from the inception of the company, what's been kind of some of the major changes that have happened? So when we started out 20 years ago, like you mentioned, it was really focused more on the consumer privacy side of things. So individuals just wanting that extra bit of security when communicating online. We were actually the first company to put you know, public key-based encryption into a web-based email service. So you know, for years, that was our, our sort of bread and butter where the, you know, the regular consumer who wants to be able to send email securely, whether it's their own you know, banking information or a communicating maybe with a, a doctor. But over the past, I believe, six or so years, Healthcare has really become our primary focus because we recognize that there's a need out there as more people are becoming more and more accustomed to communicating online, that there's a need for everyone to adapt to that. And bringing the encryption side of things is really important in healthcare when you are dealing with this information, from especially from a, from a HIPAA standpoint. But behavioral health has become our biggest area of growth that we've seen because there is that ethical side of things too, because you know every therapist wants to make sure they're safeguarding their client's information as much as they can. Because of that, that's how we got the idea for this form service, where it's an easy to use form builder with no, you know, you don't need any coding knowledge or anything for it, but you can build these forms so your clients can fill them out securely from the comfort of their own home. The next evolution of that was the electronic signatures to allow people to actually sign these in a way that meets all of the requirements for an electronic signature. And then you get that back with a bit of, you know, an audit log there as well. So you can see when they signed it, when they viewed it, et cetera. So a lot of the new innovations that we're kind of moving forward with the changes we're making are because of the feedback we're getting specifically from therapists who are, you know, using these tools now for their practices and have some great ideas as to how we can better serve them going forward. This is just wonderful. And I so appreciate your knowledge and sharing that with us. I want to just kind of put out there that we are now officially partnering with you guys and we have a special offer for our listeners, which is so amazing. It's a 10% lifetime discount off of all of the healthcare plans for Hushmail. And we'll put this link in the show notes. But for those of you playing at home, it's hushmail.com forward slash therapy reimagine. And it's, it's really nice to be able to offer this because it's something where we want to walk our talk and put forward what is important to do. And I think it's so important for folks to be able to become 
really thoughtful about their secure communication and be able to have a HIPAA compliant encrypted option for communicating with clients. Because I think more and more people are really wanting to have that option to have more clinical information going back and forth in emails. And I think that I don't feel comfortable with it if I don't have a secure way that that's, it's going to be safe. So thank you so much for, for that. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. And we're really grateful to have this relationship with you where we can we can provide that discount for your listeners. We love what you're doing with the podcast. And uh, yeah, we're, we're so happy to be able to provide this bit of preferred pricing to your listeners. And you can find social notes, once again, at mtsgpodcast.com. While you're over there, check out all of the things that Katie and I are doing, including our most up-to-date information about what's happening at the Therapy Reimagined Conference. And... We're scheduled to have that here at the end of September in the Los Angeles area. So look for all of those updates on mtsgpodcast.com. And until next time, I'm Kurt Whithelm with Katie Vernoy and Jared Bolin. Thanks again to Kurt and Katie at Therapy Reimagined for sponsoring this podcast. So you're wondering how to make it through this, worried about finances, what's next, how to keep doing your best therapy, continuing to adjust to telehealth and much more. It may be worth more now than ever to invest in your clinical and business decisions to improve your practice. We recognize that getting help is better than going at it alone. As you know, Kurt and I have worked in a lot of different mental health settings, so we can advise on legal and ethical issues, navigating your career, clinical supervision, making decisions in your business, and a whole lot more. Check out our offerings and sign up at therapyreimagined.com forward slash consultation. Use the coupon code CAREPACKAGE, all caps, at checkout for your $100 discount. Thank you for listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. Learn more about who we are and what we do at mtsgpodcast.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. Remember to check out Thryzer. They are passionate about making out-of-network therapy work for everyone. Clients save upfront on therapy while therapists earn their full rate. Get started in minutes on join.thrizer.com forward slash modern therapist and use the promo code modern therapists and receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. Thanks so much to our partner, Therapy Notes, the highest rated practice management solution for behavioral health. Don't forget, using promo code modern gets you two free months.